We are about to get into possibly the most exciting and fantasy-relevant team in the league. We have a lot of players to talk about. The Cincinnati Bengals, one of the AFC favorites, one of the NFL favorites, is on the dock. Joe Burrow, one of the up-and-coming young young stars. And speaking of up-and-coming young stars, the Fantasy Football by Brodo app is entering its third season, and it has every single tool that you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert. It has the content that you want, the numbers that you need, and everything in between, baby. And the reason why it's free right now is because of the people over at uh, patreon.com slash Fantasy. Not only do you get to support the show, but for as little as $3 a month, you get Access to the Discord, which is basically a free line to fantasy advice at all times. Um, it, the next episode, very, very important during the season. Our waiver episode, very, very, very important during the season. Uh, you can play in leagues with us. You can get private consultations and tons, tons more. So let's get into these bangles. Right now, it's the heat wave, baby. Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. The Cincinnati Bengals, once a joke in the league, uh, turning themselves into one of the superpowers in a first-hand look on the difference that a franchise quarterback could make. Luckily, on this show, we have many franchise quarterbacks, and let me introduce you to the two franchise quarterbacks. You know, we all split time at Psych Ward, the quarterback Ward, by committee, the quarterback by committee, the lead writer and director of content at Brodo Fantasy, and of course, Mike Patrop, our lead analyst, the man at at Redraft and Best Ball and everything in between, and editor of Brodo Fantasy, and my brother. So. Two, minute, two minutes away from being my little, my youngest brother, but not quite. Three minutes, but. Bro, I, th- I feel like you and Jason are fucking with me. Because when I say two minutes, you're like, wow, it's three minutes. And when I say three minutes, you're like, wow, it's two minutes. You live in a fantasy world. Bro, you guys are apart, messing Tim. with me. Yeah, yeah, Tim. We're three minutes apart, but I tell you we're two minutes apart. I think you guys are messing fun. with me. I, I think I could tell by your... We're ex. not you. you. This is That's what you do. You just like to annoy people. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm not... You don't like to annoy people? Do you know what Michael has done? Every single meme I send to the group chat, he's like, that's not funny. Oh, this is not funny. Bro, you have a just, big group you just chat. Have a very, you just have a very narrow sense of humor you're funny that's not true at all you hit you hit the sweet spots very well but your your head sense of humor is narrow bro you you gotta broaden your humor horizons you have the sense of humor of a 49 year old (laughs) that's not true yeah that is is not true (laughs) that is not true but you know in some cases it is true but some cases it's not true and you know what because i have a broad i have a broad horizon of comedy and speaking of broad Talk about Zach Taylor already, will you? Uh, let's look at the offensive outlook for the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, Zach Taylor, year five as Bengals head coach. If if you don't remember, Zach Taylor got got hired in his young 30s, and he wasn't even an offensive coordinator before he got hired. Um, he was hired during the time where everyone just wanted a piece of the, of the Shanahan, uh, LaFleur, uh, McVay tree, and he ended up being the right choice. Uh, finished the 2022 campaign, leading his team to a second consecutive 
AFC North title and a repeat appearance in the AFC Championship after winning and going to the Super Bowl the year before. Um, he was a tough go of it in the beginning with with Taylor in Cincinnati, but then they got Joe Burrow and everything changed. Oh, what a surprise. Uh, under Taylor's leadership in 2022, the Bengals tied a team record for regular season wins with 12 uh, consecutive wins with eight and were the number three seed in the AFC playoffs beginning the year with a four and four record. So they started off slow in defeating the Baltimore Ravens in the wild card and, and Buffalo in the divisional playoffs. Taylor became one of just 13 head coaches in playoff history in NFL history, excuse me, that have won five of their first six postseason games that's actually uh, wild that is a, that is a pretty wild stat uh, not counting the super bowl of course um offensive coordinator is brian callahan this is his fifth year as a Bengals oc he's been with zach taylor the whole time uh year 14th in the nfl overall he once again oversaw a very dynamic uh, dynamic offense they ranked top 10 in the league in scoring seventh total yards eighth and passing yards fifth in Callahan's offense, Joe Burrow continued his ascension, set the single-season record for team completions last year with 414, uh, team passing TDs last year with 35, and had his first career Pro Bowl selection, which seems like a lot more of those are coming in the future. Callahan also helped produce not one but 2,000-yard receivers, Jamar Chase with 1046, and T. Higgins with 1029. Um both had injuries as well. Uh, last year, seventh in points per game, 25.7. Sixth highest passing percentage. They passed six out of every 10 plays and 27th ranked rush percentage uh, with about 40% there. Their offensive additions, uh, tight end Irv Smith, the perennial sleeper tight end. Offensive tackle <laughs> Orlando Brown, huge addition. QB Trevor Simeon, not so huge addition. Rookie Wide receiver Andre Isivas. Is, is, yep. is that a is that a Greek? Are we looking at a Greek here? Andre Isivas? Am I looking at a Greek name right uh, now? I don't have to bet that. Uh, rookie running back Chase Brown and rookie wide receiver Charlie Jones. Their offensive subtractions, tight end Hayden Hurst and running back Samaje Pirine, which is good for the guy I'm going to be talking about later. Um, that's for sure. All right. Let's get right into this. Joe Burrow is being taken right now at QB4. Obviously, not that much rushing upside for Joe Burrow. But he does have some legs. That makes him a little bit of a wild card in this area. Because where you're getting in this area, the people, let's just put the two people who are sandwiching him in, in ADP, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, right? So, how are we feeling about Joe Burrow and this year, and taking him as early as you have to take him. I see this was born in Hawaii. I don't know what his nationality is. But, uh... but Joe Burrow, the man of the hour. Look, Joe Burrow is an absolute beast. It is absolutely wild to to see what this guy has done. Like To go from like not on anyone's board anywhere ever in life, his first, like, 24 years and then as a senior in college to go absolutely bananas or 22 years however old he was um to yeah. go absolutely bananas his senior season and then become a first overall pick and to have this type of success in the nfl just ridiculous and after an impressive sorry especially because if you think about it he was throwing to quite possibly the number one and number two wide receivers in the nfl right now jamar chase yeah. and justin jefferson so we had every excuse like oh well he was great in college but because he had those weapons he could he sucks now and he does not suck at all he's the opposite 
yeah. arguably oh, he, the best quarterback in the NFL. Arguably oh, the greatest senior season of all time as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. After the impressive rookie campaign he put together, he had a monster sophomore season and then just continued his ascension in year three in 2022. He put he now is back to back 4,500 plus yard passing seasons and back to back years with 36 and 34 touchdowns, respectively. Even better, he went from 15th in pass attempts in 2021 to fifth in 2022 with over 600 pass attempts. He was top 10 in yards per attempt each of the last two seasons. And his true throw value was second and third in 2021 and 2022, respectively. The dude's an absolute machine. And now, like, the RB position is in more of, like, a flux now with the question marks around Joe Mixon and Samaj Piran off to Denver. And Burrow unleashes legs finally last year after returning from injury a little bit. Set career high in rush attempts with 75, rushing yards with 257, and rushing touchdowns with five. Um, which is a nice little boost to his fantasy value. I have no issue selecting Joe Burrow at ADP. I have no issue selecting the pass catchers at ADP. Like, if you want a QB early, like, I know the QBs are going early this year. He's going in the fourth round right now. If you want to draft a quarterback in the fourth round, I don't have an issue with it being Joe Burrow. He could be a little cheat code. We mentioned this last episode, too, with Lamar Jackson going fifth. If you don't want to spend a second or third round pick on the, on the big three this year, which are Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Pat Mahomes, you can get a guy who has a chance, very much so, to be the quarterback one, either in Absolutely. Jackson or Burrow. And so I think that that's uh, something. And, and I think Justin Fields, we'll, we'll get into that um, as well uh, in a later episode. So... Let's talk about the wide receivers here, the guys that Joe Burrow throws to. Jamar Chase last year, look, I'm not going to call it disappointing because it wasn't. You had a fantastic year, you know, and and it by by every stretch of the imagination, he was the player that you expected him to be. But, you know, I think that people were expecting a little more. Finished the year as wide receiver seven. You were drafting him last year as wide receiver one or two. So, you know, there was a little bit of a regression uh, last season, but he ended the year on an absolutely ridiculous tear. Only busted twice the entire season. So that's if you're, what she said. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, so, you know, I'm just you got to put a little salt sometimes. There's really Shut nothing up. else to be said about this. Shut up with these guys. Yeah, I, I agree. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. I Chase agree. And, Chase up. and Higgins Bro, is basically this, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, where it's like this kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But both of them are both of them are in alpha bodies instead of having Devontae be like the crispiest route runner that for some reason only weighs 172 pounds or whatever it is. But anyway, <laughs> Jamar Chase comes into the NFL puts up a top five point per game wide receiver season as a rookie, then comes out as a sophomore and goes, I'll just be wide receiver four in points per game. Like, what are we doing here, Tim? He's already in historically elite company as one of the best wide receivers to ever play football, period, right. in his first two seasons. And last year, he posted 1,046 yards, 87 receptions, 134 targets, nine touchdowns, despite missing five games. All right. He went in at the end of the season, too. He, he went in yeah, a like, bit from TNT. He definitely like, went in at the end. Averaged 12.0 yards per reception, ranked six in target share, 29.3%. This is the sexy one. Third in red zone targets. Like, Jamar Chase, is, if they get inside of the 20, 
and which is funny because you would think Higgins, who was actually a little right. bit bigger, but no, it's it's Jamar's ball and nobody else's. They're is going that- to Jamar every chance they get inside of the 20. And obviously, incredible after the catch, incredible deep ball target anyway. So they're going to, to as soon as they cross half. It's but there's still much room for improvement, too, because he ranked 53rd in yards per target, 36 in points per opportunity, 36 in points per opportunity and ranks fourth in points per game. Like this kid is just going to grow and grow. And which is honestly like, that's not even the negative. That's what I mean is he's producing incredible numbers with not, I'm not, they're certainly not mediocre, but with like what you would expect from a sophomore, as far as analytics are concerned, like it's, he's not supposed to be one, 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 everything. So he's producing above with still room to grow and entering year three, he should be selected as the wide receiver two off the board. And I'm not mad if you want to take him first overall. Like, it's him or Jefferson, and I like to build wide receiver first, so that's my one and two. There's an argument to be made about him over Jefferson. I prefer Jefferson, but he's in the better offense. Yeah. I think that, and I think the only guy holding him back from being, like, a consensus number one pick is T. Higgins, who also gets his fair share of targets and who's also high in ADP. So how are you feeling about T.? Certainly. And and, I mean, as a hat hanger last year, my hat kind of fell off the coat rack because he had a true target value of 11th, but was wide receiver 26 in points per game. And okay, we don't really do narrative based analysis, but there's a narrative that I need to like bring out here because I will say the most actionable advice obviously applies all data points. And that includes narrative based analysis. So decoy games like injuries, Higgins had three games where he was on the injury list leading up to the contest during the last season, yet he suited up for all 17 games. But he had three games where he didn't shed the injury designation before Sunday kickoff. In those three games, one target combined in all three games. He was yeah, just wow. running decoy routes. I remember, those. Decoy routes. I remember those. They didn't games. want to throw him the ball. He was legitimately injured, and they were like, you can run. And he's like, yep, but contact can't do. So they were just decoy routes, one target in three games. That's not T Higgins because in year one, an 18% year two high twenties, but obviously that's where that regression came in. His target share absolutely regressed 23.9% in 2021, 18.6 in 2022, a 5.3% point dip in target share is really unexpected from a guy that hit all of the year two thresholds. So seeing that regression in year three softens the range of outcomes for T Higgins Certainly. And obviously I'm very high on Jamar Chase being able to even cross those high analytic thresholds to being the number one wide receiver overall. Tyler Boyd's obviously still in the mix. Not so much interested. We've seen Tyler Boyd definitely fade out now. He's going to have some pop-off games. I think he's a fine best ball pick, especially if you're stacking up a Joe Burrow or playing that week 17 matchup. But it's T Higgins and Jamar Chase. And I definitely think it's a lot more Jamar Chase. Hmm. Michael, but yes, I, Mike said it. Now, as I'll finish out, is it's, sorry to interrupt, but I'll take both of these guys at ADP. I was going to say, that, so you're paying up for the price on T Higgins, even though you got to take him in the third round. Well, it's not. You're not paying up yeah. that much. Like it's right where he finishes in points per game. It's kind of baked in last season. Like you're, it's wide receiver 16. Like yeah, I'll, yeah. absolutely. Right now, absolutely. his ex, expert consensus rank is is wide receiver 12. So that's ridiculously high. Nobody's drafting T Higgins as wide receiver 12. He's going yeah. around. He's going around like 14, 15, 16 ish. Um, all right, let's get into these running backs. Cause look, you know, I love me some Joe Mixon slander. You know it. 
I love slandering that guy. Um, we've had our difficulties as a show with Joe Mixon. Um, we've been, we told you year after year, do not draft Joe Mixon. Um, but guess what? I'm switching it up, baby. You're mixing I, it up. Uh, yeah, I'm huge man. Missed opportunity. I even right, put on. it Ready? on the damn screen, Tim. I literally wrote Tim is mixing right. it up. <laughs> I'm mixing it up, baby. Um, I love me some Joe Mixon this season, especially where he's being ranked right now. Uh, his expert consensus ranking is RB14. RB14 for a guy who last season, let's not even, I'm not even going to go into last season yet. Let's go into this season. No one else is there. This is a giant, effective running game. I mean, RB15 offense. Underdog. Yeah, no I got RB15 too. All right. All right. So that's worse than what I said, right? Yeah. RB15, dude. Last, like I said, there's no one to stop him. He is going to get all of the volume, and that team is going to score. You saw it last year. Look, I don't usually think touchdowns are a sticky thing, but he scored nine times last year, and I think he's going to do it again because he had 52 red zone opportunities. That was the fourth most of anyone last year. On top of that, you finally saw Joe Mixon take the next step in the receiving game. Samaji Piran was the receiving back, and Joe Mixon still had 60 receptions. That was fifth in the entire NFL. He had 441 receiving yards out, sixth in the entire NFL. He had the second highest true target value of any running back, and he had the fifth most uh, uh, receiving yards per game. I mean, look, he was his usual inefficient rushing self. 3.9 yards per carry, that was 53rd. Uh, points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns, he was 29th. 26th in their league in rush yards. 16th in rush attempts. But guess what? He added that extra oomph in the receiving game. And now there's no Samaje Ryan to share with. And the backups that he's running with have not proven anything in the NFL. Nothing. They've had their opportunities. They're not like young. They have a fifth-round pick and Chris Evans. Like, this is not... These are not guys who are are out there. And Joe Mixon is going to get all of the volume. I repeat, all of the volume in an extremely, extremely, extremely high-powered offense. Touchdown and scoring opportunities are going to present themselves every single game for him. I look at the guys in his range. Right, I'm drafting him over almost everyone. All right, so they so fantasy pros ranks people in tiers in, in terms of ECR. He is running back 14. You guys have him at running back 16. This is the tier that they have him in, according to the experts right now. Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Jameer Gibbs. Outside of maybe Brees Hall. Depending on his health, I'm taking him over all those guys. I'm taking him over every single one of those guys. Easy. I'm taking him over Kenneth Walker, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers. Yeah. Easily. That's the next tier under. Easily. He's at the top of this. Uh, look, 
You know I don't think that Joe Mixon's the most talented guy. And off the field, he's quite the dickhead. But to be honest, <laughs> this guy's going to score you fantasy points. Yeah. There's no reason not to draft him where he's being drafted right now. He's an absolute cheat code. If you start to draft with a wide receiver and you can get Joe Mixon in the third round, sign me up for that every day. If you can get me a Justin Jefferson or a Cooper Cup and Joe Mixon, eat. That's all I got to say about that. Arr. All right. You guys agree with me? Even I don't mind Mixon. Is he? Look, I'm never yeah, gonna be. He's fine right now. I'm never uh, gonna be a draft Joe well, Mixon 100 guy, but I understand that it is ADP. It's there's much a couple more guys in that mix now. that I I enjoy as well. I'm not gonna lie, but tight end. They bring in Irv Smith. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals tight ends have been streaming. Irv the Swerve have been streaming viable um, the last few years. Is he gonna be anything more than a streamer? Yeah, look, Irv Smith, everyone's favorite break, breakout tight end year after year, is now out of Minnesota, and he's heading to Cincinnati with yet another Irv Smith breakout season chant raining upon us as he's going off the board at tight end 18 on the underdog and tight end 20 on FFPC. kind of high. Yeah, man, it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Irv Smith, <laughs> he has the, the draft capital. And some decent athleticism, but this guy has now spent four years in a league of mediocrity, reaching a max of 36 receptions. That's his max in a season, max of 365 receiving yards, and a max of five touchdowns. Not to mention a bad meniscus tear that caused him to miss all of 2021, and a high ankle sprain that caused him to miss half of 2022. This guy's played eight games over the last two seasons with underwhelming stats across the board four years through his career and yet he's still going off the board at tight end 18 because of the team he now plays for last season Hayden Hurst who had some uh some streaming appeal put up 54 catches 439 yards and two touchdowns the catches and receptions excuse me the, the receptions and receiving yards would both be career highs for Irv Smith and those numbers were good for 19th in points per game and he had a better resume heading into Cincy than Irv Smith, albeit slightly better. It's not like Hayden Hurst had a tremendous resume himself. But look, I just don't see the purpose of drafting this guy when Cincy already has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon getting all the receptions and, and Tyler Boyd. Like it's a target share north of fifteen percent is basically impossible for Irv Smith. So what's the what's the purpose? You're just gonna it's a hope and a dream that he that he catches a touchdown. Otherwise, it's gonna be a complete waste. Completely agree. Yep, just another streaming tight end that Michael took three minutes uh, telling you not to draft. Thank you, Michael. About a minute and a half. Enlightening. Bro, when he's going at tight end. All right, that's enough. I don't want to talk about Irv Smith anymore. No more. All right, uh, two guys that I did not talk about was was one of the guys was the running back, the fifth-round running back that I was talking about earlier, Chase Brown. And that's because Matt is about to enlighten you about Chase Brown, his dynasty stash, along with another very special player. So, Matt, uh, take it away. Yeah, I'll hit the honorable mention first because Tyler Boyd is getting up there in year and last year on the contract. And, and Charlie Jones has the highest leading into draft target share of anybody in the draft class. So he was just nutty um, in his senior season. So I think Charlie Jones might be like their, you know, kind of slot replacement um, after Tyler Boyd hangs what about him up. The, or... What about that dude, the Australian dude? Uh, Trent Irwin? Yeah. I, is he actually Australian? 
Yeah, yeah, from Australia. Is he Australian too? Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that was kind of that was kind of my like leading in is because for all intents and purposes, like Charlie Jones is a much better prospect in wide receiver than Trent Irwin ever or we ever thought he would be. And there was some relevance and stash upside there as well. So there's my little honorable mention, but running back, man, Chase Brown, I think he's already the second most talented running back on the roster. Like, I don't think Chris Evans is a factor at all. I don't think Williams is a factor at all. It's, I think Chase Brown and for everything, like he was one of the most athletic running backs in the, in the class, the third most athletic, according to his NFL draft combine, 4.4340, 10 yard split, which would have been second 40 inch vertical 10 and a half or 10.7 actually. So 10 and seven inch broad jump and 25 bench reps, which also led all running backs. Coming out of Illinois was uber productive. He's got 92nd speed and burst scores or percentile speed and burst scores. But 2021, uh, over a thousand rushing yards, five touchdowns, obviously a shortened season, 10, only 10 games played. But then 2022, 328 rush attempts, 1,643 yards, 13 touchdowns, 27 receptions, 240 receiving yards. And he looks the part of, of an NFL running back, at least from, you know, size and, and athleticism standpoints. And if Mixon goes down, you're talking about all of the volume. There isn't a committee established. It's going to be whoever the hot hand is, as it was with Samaji P. Ryan, right? When they had all of these other guys on the roster still as well. Yeah, uh, I think Samaji P. Ryan, too, came out of nowhere. That was a was kind of a afterthought. Uh, had a chance in Washington. He, once he Mixon went down, it was, he became, it's not like uh, they used multiple backs. They just used Samaji like he was Mixon. Yeah. He Almost became a, a punching bag after his rookie season because of how terrible he was in Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then he, he grinded back, and now Samaji. We're going to talk about Samaji him when we a, talk about Denver. Speaking of good prospects, Samaji was a great prospect. <laughs> speaking of great prospects, the prospect of us doing another episode – Tomorrow, yeah, smooth as Nailed as it. as baby's eggs, not baby's eggs. Smooth what? as whoa, what? Baby's, butter, bro. Smooth as a baby's bottom or eggs. Those are the two uh, sayings. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Although my kid. my kids my kids uh, butt not that smooth. It's got like he scratched it all the time. It's not that smooth. So I don't know where that that thing comes from. Uh, that saying. With that being said. Broto FF Tim, Broto FF Mike, Broto FF, I mean, Psych Ward FF, uh, at Broto Fantasy, at FF uh, by Broto, um, YouTube.com slash Broto Fantasy, all the above. Tomorrow, we are going to be coming to you with the Cincinnati Browns. That's not right. The Cleveland, Cleveland. Browns. <laughs> See you then.